Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is all about music and creative culture in London. At the end of each episode, I play some original music, but the focus of today's episode was a couple of conversations I had at the Steam Passage, which is near Angel Station, more North London. So on Sunday nights, we had an act called Across the Sea play, and it was the first time I'd seen them, and I drummed with them, and my arm is still aching from it, but it was a really good time. They had this guy with them named Ivan Roberts, who introduced himself as a music networker, which intrigued me. They also mentioned that they would be playing another open mic on Monday, which is last night, at this pub, The Steam Passage, and they said they had a half-hour set. Now, as you might be aware by this point, I helped to run some open mics, but it's not often that I'd go to other people's open mics. So I thought I would check this one out. So today's episode is me talking to, firstly, Mr. Ivan Roberts, the music networker, who can tell us all a bit more about what that title entails. And then I talked to a guy named Frosty, who is the person that runs this Monday night open mic. And I don't really see the, this enterprise's competition. I don't know if I really see anyone's open mic as competition. Not to say that what I do, what UK open mic does, is so much better. But we are all, I even say at the start of Frosty's conversation, we are brothers in arms. We're all trying to help other people have an opportunity to perform to an audience. Particularly people who might not yet be at the point where they can get paid gigs. This is a place where you can workshop what you're doing, build your confidence and work your way towards having your own shows, etc. So first I talked to Ivan and then I talked to Frosty. Across the Sea put on a great show. They did mention during their show that that show was the best one they'd had in their time in London, to which I said, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Also, their performance was streamed online on Facebook. And streaming is something I've considered with the open mics I do, but it's really a question of having enough data on your phone, having a good enough camera on your phone, and having somewhere you can hold it, etc., etc. A nice idea in theory, but perhaps a little more difficult in practice. But Frosty pulled it off really well at his night. Anyway, I'll, I don't want this to be too long of an episode, so I'll get straight to the conversations. I'll see you at the end of the little bit of original music. Otherwise, enjoy. Uh, the Steam Passage Tavern in Angel. You heard it here first. So we're just by Angel Station outside the Steam Passage. And I'm here with a fellow fan of live music. What's your name, sir? My name is Ivan Roberts. And how do you describe what you do? Uh, I am a music networker. So where does that... Where did that... Where did that... Uh, vocation begin? Uh, begin? Um, I, I began as a promoter. I, I used to put on gigs, um, decided that I was um, getting let down quite a bit with people dropping out um, with, for, for want of a better word, quite feeble excuses. And, like- I'm, not, and I'm not as thick-skinned as maybe one or two other people, so I actually changed direction and changed Riftaf promotions into Riftaf Music Networking. Um, Mainly being because there always seem to be people on social media shouting out, do you know anyone who does this? Do you know anyone who does that? And I made some really good connections through the promoting, but basically just didn't want to do it anymore. So therefore, went for the change of direction, uh, started uh, Rift Music Networking, um, and uh, as I say, in less than two years, uh, we're over 2,700 people on Facebook. So it's, it's going really, really well. That is an impressive number. So you were host- you're putting on gigs, getting yep. let down by the talent... So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I met some amazing people, but unfortunately, as you know, the, the good, the good people get um, 
the bad, the, the bad side of it outweighs the good at times. And yeah. you think, um, you know, you get to a point where it, it, I actually um, got, I had a band um, message me um, an hour before a show saying that they couldn't play. Um, and it actually got back to me that they'd been telling people three days before that they weren't going to play the gig. Uh, um, yeah. So when that, you, you get to a point where you think, why am I bothering? Yeah, that, that um, but, understandably kills yeah, the enthusiasm of it. Where, could, whereabouts yeah. were you putting on these shows? Um, various places. I mean, I'd say I'm based in Crawley, but um, mainly in London, a few down in Brighton, um, generally around the southeast, southeast of England. Um, so when you made the pivot towards networking, was, yeah. this, was it online that you started or was it in person? Uh, no, it started online, started via Facebook. Facebook, I suppose, being a, a, a person of an older generation, so to say, Facebook is the, the social media that I was comfortable with. Um, and um, so we started the Facebook group, as I say, um, and, um, yeah, it escalated from there. Then a month or two later, we decided we were going to put on networking events to get people under one roof doing this really alien thing to us British called Talking to Complete Strangers. Um, so we do those in London and Brighton, um, really good really popular especially the Brighton ones the Brighton ones we've had over 100 at some of them um, we never tend to get less than about 40 or 50 people along um, so, so uh, this is a, these are bands and performers meeting promoters meeting yes, label yeah. heads any, any, like anyone, anyone involved in music at all is welcome to come along we break the evening into the two halves the introduction section where people can go up on the microphone do a little introduction about who they are and what they do um, not compulsory people aren't comfortable they don't have to do it um, and then once everyone's been up who wants to come up on the microphone then we go into what we call mix and mingle where people just literally wander around I stand back and um, see these complete strangers wandering around talking to each other which gives me so much satisfaction that as I say people enter the room as strangers they walk out exchange details and um, I've had um, bands find band members um, people find videographers photographers and you know um, all sorts of collaborations have come out of the events which is just so so satisfying do you get to keep um, in touch with people after they've met at your events to see oh, what yeah, they've gone well, to do yeah I mean almost all of them are in the, the Rift Tack Music Networking group on Facebook so as I say um, I'm always there you know um, and as I said I don't I, I maybe don't find out about every collaboration that's happened but I'm certainly um, you know as I say still talk to people um, via via Facebook and via the, via the networking group. and it's right to say you do you promote yourself you're on radio is that right yes I, yeah that, this is another thing that's um, spun off of Rift Tap Music work, network, networking is that I got asked to uh, present a radio show on Hospital Radio Crawley my local local radio station um, so yeah we do that and I said well if I'm going to do it, it's going to be all about new artists. I'm not going to play established artists because it goes against the um, what Thrift Taff is all about. So um, it's called the DNA Show, which is uh, DNA as in Discover New Artists. Um, so all the music that I play is undiscovered artists. Um, and as I always say to them, I'd love to get to a point where I can't play your, sh your music anymore because you're not an undiscovered artist anymore. You've made it too far. And, yeah, exactly. So I'm, wa I'm waiting for uh, that day to happen. So it sounds like you've got a pretty good pipeline set up because you are putting artists together with people that can help them their music yep. and then once they've got some music to put out there you have a medium to share that music with the wider world absolutely so how are you going about finding like the at the start finding artists in the first place how do you tend to go about doing that um well so say like my my two main sources say have certainly been um soundcloud and bandcamp because i think there is so much talent and those teams seem to be the the mediums that people use for you know undiscovered artists tend to use before they move on to things like um amazon and your itunes 
and your um, Apple and you know um, Google and um, all those things. So um, I think that Bandcamp and SoundCloud for me are the the best two. Um, you know, sources for yeah. for undiscovered artists. And, for me, uh, they feel a bit like almost the internet version of open mics. Yeah, very so, true. Like egalitarian, anyone can put something up there, yep. as rough or as finished as it might be. Absolutely. And so, what do you tend to look for? Is there anything particular that stands out for you as, oh, I like this. Let's pursue it further. Not really. I I, I think I've learned to become very open-minded as I've got older. I mean, I'm, I very I was very much uh, into heavy rock when I. Um, in my youth, shall we say? Um, but um, no, um, I just really just listen for anyone who's um, sounds passionate and is, and is really, um, as I say, passionate and driven, and and just comes across um, committed. Really, yeah. um, it's the best way of putting it. So um, as I say, I do like to listen to all um, all genres of music um, and um, take it from there. Really, um, and I've made. Most you know, so I made some really, really good connections and really good. Um, I think that's really the healthiest people. attitude you can bring to it. If you're not, if you become specific about what you're looking yeah, for, yeah, you can only re- narrow re- things. Re- music networking wouldn't work if you, if you, um, as I say, um, narrowed yourself down to specific yeah. genres. You've really got to be so. So as I say, we've got everyone there from folk singers to hip hop to um, through to punk and heavy rock and blues and. Um, you know, um, even even a, a little bit classical. We've got a lady who's um, a, a trained um, pianist and oboe player who's part of RefTaf. Um, so we even say go go even a little bit into the classical side of things as well, which is something. You know, again, I'd like to expand on that. And um, you know, um, there's no, there's nothing really, um, as I say. We've got, we've got um, death metal um, death metal bands. I mean, you know, as I say, RefTaf is open literally to anyone that just wants to. Um, maybe push their music a little bit further and, and, and you know increase their their number of connections really so. so where can people find out more about what you do and where your next meetup etc will be uh, well so um, joining the Riftaf um, group on Facebook is the first definitely the first thing so it's um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Riftaf groups that's a R-I-F-F-T-A-F-F group um, so that is um, where we have our 2,700 plus people. Um, we are on um, Twitter and Instagram as well, but I, I'm taking those a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're on um, we're on Twitter as Riftaf Group at Riftaf Group, uh, and um, I think we're on Twitter. I can't remember, I'm trying to think what I'm on Instagram as. But if you go if you go into Instagram and type in Riftaf um, R I W F T A W F, you'll find us on Instagram as well. But um, yeah. So any of those. Um, but the Facebook group is primarily the place where it where it all happens really Definitely. thanks for your time enjoy thank the rest you, of your night thank See you ya. mate <laughs> alright now I am back outside the Steam Passes Tavern and this time I'm with the man responsible for tonight's entertainment a fellow brother in arms when it comes to hosting open mic nights what's your name sir? Frosty and how long have you been hosting open mics here? Uh, since about September 2014 a while so what made you start? um well, I, mo- I first moved to London um, from near Oxford about five years ago. Um, did music tech at university, and I wanted to move into that sort of thing. Um, and of course, all the jobs were here. And my best mate was living on Holloway Road at the time. And he just said, "One of our flatmates is in California for six months. You want to come sublet with us?" So the first job I got was working here. Ended up working in the kitchen. Finding a job in the music industry was 
not straightforward so I ended up here for about 18 months and towards the end of my job here the manager just said, came to me one day and said um, look I know you want to do stuff in music um, I'm, would you like to do an open mic here I'll give you a budget and apart from that I won't get involved at all you can do it exactly as you want it and we're here three and a half three and a half years later and you know I suppose that says something doesn't it yes you're onto something yeah, yeah do you well, remember what the first kind of the first few months of the open mic were like was it a struggle at the start um actually no it wasn't so bad because I've been around quite a few open mics myself um so I'd got a group of people together in fact one of the guys in there um dan who's originally from brooklyn now lives in um colorado um actually was at our first open mic for the first few months and he's just back visiting for a little while but um i had a sort of small group of people that i was inviting down um and you know it wasn't bad at the beginning it wasn't bad at all i mean we've had our ups and downs you know we've had refurbishments and changes of management and it's also a football pub as well so some mondays we can't you know we're in an arsenal area so some mondays we can't run but um but other than that you know i think we've got a nice little thing going here we've got a little a little group of dedicated semi-dedicated regulars it sounds like you you never really started completely dry you had some people that you brought in from the start so the ball was already somewhat rolling when you started yeah i sent out like a big message saying guys i'm starting up an open mic you guys, you're a bunch of talented guys. I'd like to invite you down. Oh, and you get a free drink for doing it as well. So I think that's probably what brought them in and kept them coming back as well. So Yeah, the free drink definitely helps. Oh, I can absolutely. imagine. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you studied music tech, was it, that you did? Yeah. Was it what specifically were you, what areas were you in? Well, I was interested mainly in um, like recording and live sound, which in the end didn't actually turn out to be that much of the course. It was a lot more about sort of doing the sort of sound art type thing which is interesting but after three years of it I'd started to move out a bit more into like music business and music history music psychology all that sort of thing um not really into like the really sort of nitty-gritty technical side of it so so much but um so if the stars align where would you like to see yourself in the music industry like what going into that course what did you want to get out of it where did you hope to end up well, I suppose the everyone's dream is always to make money from just doing music, isn't it? Um, but I'm also realistic. I realise that as long as I'm doing something of my own, as long as I've got a music project and I've got a, a, a separate job that's paying the bills that's related to music in some way, then I'm happy. Um, and recently, I've been working for a record label for the last three and a half years, which has kind of run its course now and has, well, it ran its course about two and a half years ago. But um, uh, I've actually recently um, been accepted into a new job. And this Thursday, I'm going to be starting working as the assistant events manager at the New Cross Inn, um, which is actually where I also run a second open mic as well, which is a very different kettle of fish to this one. But, uh, you know, it keeps, it keeps life interesting. And do you make any music yourself? Uh, I'm... I started out uh, in a band. I, don't, I was in a few bands at uni, and then I did some solo stuff. But I'm now in a ska punk band called Filthy Militia. Um, we brought out our first EP, uh, Innocence Until Proven Filthy, at the beginning of the, <laughs> at, the at the beginning of the year. And um, that's a fantastic title, by the way. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, we got some. We're, we're starting to now get a few gigs, sort of not exactly what you call outside London but you know outside of the oyster zone yeah so um, you know we're slow we're slowly breaching out there and we got a few pretty nifty gigs coming up this year it's pretty nifty 
We'll edit it out, don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, Filthy Militia, right? Filthy Militia, yeah. So if people search that online, they can find some of your stuff out yeah, there? Yeah, well, that'll be, that, that's up to them to decide, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are, we are the only one out there, as far as I'm aware. There is a, I think there's a Japanese industrial noise band called Filth Militia, but... Uh, we're filthy militia. You can don't be confused, folks. Filthy militia. Filthy militia. Filthy militia. We're the one with the horns in it. And open mic. So it's Steam Passage Tavern Mondays. Yep. And where's the new? When is the new cross in one? Uh, that's on a Tuesday, and that's a very different kettle of fish. I like to think of this one as sort of like the more homely one. Like, you know, you see people, people you recognise each week. It's you know, it's a bit more laid back, a little bit more casual. Um, we don't have as big a rig here. We can't fit as many people in. Probably fit. Probably takes about 20, 30 people to make that room feel full, whereas the New Cross Inn has a 350 capacity um, in total um, and also runs a lot later. Like this one runs from 8 till 11. New Cross Inn runs from 7 till 2 o'clock in the morning, which, given that I'm still work, still have to be back at Rains Park at 9 o'clock every Wednesday morning at the moment, is a little bit of a pain in the <laughs> yeah. ass. But... Um, when I start working the New Cross Inn, I'm not going to be working Wednesday mornings anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wait, 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, night, Wednesday you, morning, I guess. You would be absolutely amazed. To be honest, it's the early slots that we struggle to fill. Wow. Because um, we here, we more encourage people to come sign up on the night, but with the New Cross Inn, we have a full backline until 11 p.m. Um, so we encourage bands to come in as well. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit more structured, a little bit more, um, and also, you know, has a has a different kind of variety than what we would get here. Um, we get kind of a mix. We get a lot of, sort of uh, comedians and spoken word as well as uh, music here, but down there it's more sort of music based, but a bigger variety of music. You know what I mean? And we've. I don't think we've ever struggled to have people on going until 2 a.m. There are people who, like, ring and ask to book at half past 12, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but, and it's the 350 capacity room that they are playing in. Yeah. Is an audience as forthcoming as artists? Like, are there people there watching till 2 a.m.? Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these the people who come in later are, are some of the regulars, and they seem to ha- bring a bit of a crowd with them. And... I mean, last week um, was apparently the first time, because I've only taken over there last month, um, it was the first time it's made a decent profit in a while, and... Um, well done, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, as I say, like, the guy, um, Paul, who's going to be my future boss, was saying, I don't know what you did, uh, but, um, but keep it up, keep it up. It's like, I don't know what I did either. <laughs> but it pretty much wipes out the deficit from the previous month. Whoa. So we got we got a lot of very exciting talent that started coming down. Um, there's this like 11 piece funk band from Goldsmiths University, which is right next door. Um, they don't even have a name yet. They've only played two gigs. They've both been at our open mic, and they're absolutely sensational. They bring a massive crowd with them, um, and there's just you know there's such characters that come down that one, and this one as well. So it's it's just two very different different ones that one's a bit more raucous because you've got more space and this one is a bit more um, you know a bit more low key you've been called in so I have to cut it short there thank you for your time I'll catch you later and that was that some very interesting conversations there thank you very much to Ivan and Frosty I'll put links to where you can find out more about them in the show notes for this episode thank you for listening I something I 
think I share with those two people that I spoke to in this episode is we are all trying to figure out social media and work more at it. We are of the mindset that it should be a throwaway thing where every now and then, oh, you post a little something here and there. But in actual fact, the more effort you put into it, the more you can reap from it. And I'm definitely guilty of leaving my social media on the back burner. It's been a while since I've posted any pictures or videos or anything from the episodes I've done. And it's because I was afraid of becoming a nuisance of everyday posting pictures or videos from episodes. And also, it's one thing to ask people if you can record them from an epi- for an episode. I feel it becomes a bit more of an invasion of personal space when you ask for photos or videos of each person that you speak to. I do kind of like the idea of capturing a a photo of them being casual and that's subtle. So maybe it's just them in the background or them doing something else that doesn't feel so invasive but still gives an idea of who I've spoken to. But I I will put more effort into that. And also my open mics. I, I take My phone is flooded with pictures and videos from open mics that I have yet to put up, mainly because... It tends to take forever for them to actually get up onto Instagram or then in, or Instagram fails to post it and then you have to do it all over again. But I will get back on that. Thank you all very much for listening. Speaking of social media, you can find me at Saddest Night Out, all one word on Twitter or Instagram, or you can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com. I would love to hear some feedback from anyone that's listening to this. Although, as I said to Ivan after we were recording, even if this isn't you know a wildly popular sensation or anything now who knows what might happen further down the line the fact that all of this is here on record it's always available for someone to go back through the archives and chart the path towards whatever may come of this what and i really do mean whatever may come of this but if nothing else i do enjoy the people i get to talk to Also, this is being recorded and put up on the 22nd of May 2018, which is the one-year anniversary of the incredibly unfortunate and tragic attack that happened in Manchester this time last year at the Ariana Grande show. So do spare thought for the city of Manchester and the 22 lives that were lost on that day. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Tonight, I have the open mic with people from The Voice coming. I have no idea what to expect from that, so wish me luck. And as always, a little bit of music to round out the episode. I shall keep it short, I shall keep it sweet. It's an intro to something that goes like this. Thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Take care.